0: hi it's the wire gamblersadvisory.com a free site bettingangle.us a free site well moments ago kalbrook completed a masterpiece getting a stoppage inside of the nine and a half rounds in fact it was in the sixth round over amir khan now let me just make a few points here this fight did not go the way i thought it would go right i thought khan would win the fight quite frankly right i knew it would be spirited quite frankly i was expecting a lot more from khan now in the fourth round khan's trainer brian mcintyre known as bo Mack, leans over the rope and is talking to khan he's clearly frustrated by the way the fight is going and he says to khan Double jab, left hook, right hand. Right, let me repeat that. Double jab, left hook, right hand. He says something else. He says be first. He wants Khan to be the lead puncher. The reason for the double jab is that it would prevent. Kelbrook from jumping in with a right hand, which the Khan people knew would be a problem, right? It would prevent Kelbrook from jumping in with the right hand to Khan's head to hurt him. Womack well, also tells him that he wants him to move, right? Now, diplomatically, I think the advice that was given was excellent advice. Khan just couldn't pull it off. Right, something's going on in this fight if you ignore the punches. And if you just looked at the guys' body languages, Calbrook looked a lot better. Calbrook looked composed. Calbrook moved in a certain way where he was cutting off the ring methodically, not a lot of wasted motion. If you looked at Khan, quite frankly, he looked uncoordinated, right? Both of these guys are 35, but let's just say, in terms of athleticism, who's the better athlete? I thought Cal Brooks just moved a lot better than Amir Khan, right? The first round, I thought it was up for grabs until about a minute's left in that first round. Then Khan gets hit and he's on wobbly legs. Folks, that's a bad sign when it's in the first round. Right? Amir Khan gets hit hard twice. It's clear he's going to have to win the fight on his back foot. It's when you have your faculties at the beginning of the fight that you need to follow the game plan. Again, it's a Start first, double left jab, left hook. In other words, he should always be outside controlling distance. Right, double left jab, left hook. So we can see everything, then straight right hand. That's what he trained for. Folks, he deviates from that game plan in the first round. And what you're noticing is that he had no way and I mean no way, of keeping Khan from coming inside and throwing that right hook to the head. Let me also say, too, in terms of body language, Khan does get rocked maybe a couple times over the six rounds. But he always looks in control. By contrast, Amir Khan Excuse me. Brooke gets rocked a couple of times, but he's always in control. Amir Khan, by contrast, when he got hit, it's almost as if he wasn't expecting the punch coming. And that's shocking, given the number of times that Kell Brook is landing that right hook. It's just shocking. Khan just didn't have... The level of awareness a boxer should have. Let me say too, and again, I bet on Khan to win the fight. I also took the under nine and a half rounds. So my view might be biased. But I gave Khan the second round. You saw what could have been. Khan clearly has the hand speed advantage. Khan when he jumps in and throws combinations, could get off three, four punches. Right, Kelbrook, Brook? When Khan jumped in, didn't look defensively blessed to me. Kelbrook's Brook's trying to move his upper body. But when Khan jumps in, Kelbrook Brook looks open. It looked to me like if Khan didn't focus as much on speed and just was more aware of the left hook because when he jumps in, Brooke looks open for it. I thought Khan could have done more damage. Well, let's just say I gave Khan the second round. But then you get to the third round. And let's just say, Kelbrook has a very strong finish to the third round. More importantly, it's clear by then that Kelbrook Brook does not believe that amir khan can hurt him i thought cal brook would be a little bit nervous about his eyes i thought cal brook i thought khan would be targeting the eyes right khan has a pretty good jab i thought khan would be targeting the eyes i thought cal brook would be a little bit nervous about getting hurt right by the end of the third round it's obvious that that's not the case Right, Kelbrook Brook is cuffing Amir Khan around. And that's a key point in the fight because I gave Amir Khan the second round and Khan was looking good the first part of the third round. Let me also say, too, that Khan, and I know this is not what BOMAC wanted, but Khan started to be effective by being a counterpuncher. Right? Rather than try to be first, Right, Land the left jab, keep Brook outside, double it up, and then continue with your combination. Khan seemed able to hold his hands high, protect his head. He had to because his punch resistance is that bad. And then when Khan would come in and throw a jab, by the way, that's one of the surprises in the match. Neither guy jabbed as much as I thought right, when, excuse me, Brooke would come in and throw a jab. Khan was there to counter him with hand speed. It worked for a lot of the third round, but then it falls apart at the end because Brooke gets inside, he's throwing bombs. Brooke starts throwing uppercuts, right, not just the right hook up top, but then he starts throwing uppercuts, and Amir Khan had no defense for it. By this point, you got the feeling Amir Khan could not move away from Kelbrook. Well, we get to the fourth round. Kelbrook, again, strong finish, right? Bomak is pleading with his fighter to be first, to throw the double jab, left hook, right hand. Khan can't follow the instructions. Nor can Khan, who's getting battered, stay away from Brooke, simply declare his head. On the telecast, and I thought Andre Ward and Timothy Bradley did a great job. On the telecast, they start talking, and Ward on air openly questions Whether, as he puts it, Amir Khan has the boxing IQ to come back in the fight. Right, you could tell during clinches, Khan was trying to milk the clinch. Get as much time during the clinch as possible. He would hold Cal Brooks' right hand. As someone who bet on Khan, that wasn't reassuring to me. It seemed to me like he was in trouble and he was trying to clear his head but couldn't get the cobwebs out. Right, Bradley and Ward openly talked about how Khan had a problem making adjustments in the fight. Now, I thought he made a great adjustment in the third round, going from a lead to a counter puncher, But he couldn't keep that going and he had no other answers. By the time we get to the fifth round, Andre Ward starts calling this a walk-down fight. Let me quote Andre. He even goes so far as to say that what Cal Brook, by his strategy, is really telling Amir Khan is, and here's the quote, I don't respect you, bro. Right? At the end of the round, Brooke raises his hand and looks at Khan. You could tell at that point, it's almost like the moment where Billy Joe Saunders gets hurt by Canelo and Canelo raises his hand. Right, You got the feeling that what Brooke was telling Khan was, hey, player, you know the fight's over. I know the fight's over. Right, We're going to play this out, but... We both know how this ends. You've been beaten. So we get to the sixth round. Khan looks like he's hurt off the first punch of the sixth round. In other words, it's that over. Khan still has no answers, right? You notice he can't do anything to stop Cal Brook from coming forward. Right now, I've said this a million times. Let's make it a million and one times. Floyd Mayweather had a technique where when he was getting challenged in a fight, someone was trying to be offensive and they were in the middle of the ring. Mayweather somehow could keep you in the middle of the ring he didn't have to back up to the ropes. Look at the Shane Mosley fight. Right? He did not have to back up to the ropes. As he got older, he would back up to the ropes because he knew even a Marcus Madonna couldn't hurt him over by the ropes. Right? But here you understood. American could not stop. Kelbrook from coming forward. Right? The sixth round is an exercise in Kelbrook coming forward throwing home run shots. Amir Khan trying to cover up, getting hit by some of them, just trying to survive, not trying to win the round. Now, on the telecast, it was so lopsided that before the round started, Andre Ward. Asked the question of whether Bomak, the trainer Brian McIntyre for Amir Khan, was going to allow Khan to even come out for the sixth round. That's how over the fight was. Because, as Andre put it, it's gotten ugly. Well, folks, the sixth round is ugly. I applaud the referee for stopping the fight. By then, Khan looked completely uncoordinated. He didn't look like he had a game plan to hurt Calbrook. Brook. was just coming in, throwing home run shots to get the stoppage. The way the fight ends is Calbrook has Amir Khan pinned on the ropes and is starting to tee off and the referee jumps in before that sequence could develop. Right? No complaints from me, having lost money on the American Khan side of the play. The hedge held, I'm okay. Right Under nine and a half rounds. Let's just say it was clear by the sixth round that this fight was not going to make it to the midway point of the tenth round. Right, I knew I wasn't in any danger. But I am surprised, astonished in fact, That you're fighting Kell Brook, you have a very good jab, and you didn't prioritize using the jab. You get thrown out of that game plan early, right? You're not prioritizing using the jab to hit Kell Brook in the eyes, right folks? Boxing's a contact sport. If you know a guy has an injury going into the fight, isn't that what you target? Don't you force Cal Brook to keep his hands home to protect his eyes? Well, all I could say is once American Khan gets hit hard and his legs start wobbling, right for a moment there in the first round, it looked like he was going to go down. Once that happened, Amir Khan lost the ability, right? Amir Khan loses the ability to focus on Kel Brook's eyes, right? He gets hit, his legs turn a spaghetti, he's there trying to survive. He even starts making facial expressions, which is a sure sign that a guy's been hurt. And then it becomes about survival. Not winning the fight. Right? So I'm sure in the gym, Amir Khan was prioritizing the jab. By the third round of this fight, that had gone out the window. As Mike Tyson used to say, everybody has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Let's just say, Amir Khan, after he loses his ability, to stick and move and be first does have some success as a counter in the third round. That falls apart by the end of the third round. Then the fight became a matter of survival. Let me also say this too, and I understand there's a rematch clause. Let's hope Khan never uses it, right folks? The beating was so methodical that let's just say the rematch wouldn't sell out in the first 15 minutes. One wonders whether they even get a sellout for the rematch. Right? This fight looked like two guys at 35 who were in different shapes. Amerikan couldn't see the punches coming. You know that. Even though Kell Brook keeps throwing the same left hook up top, excuse me, right hook up top, it's his right hand that's the lethal weapon in this fight. You knew that Amir Khan couldn't see it because when he would get hit, it was flush. It was too flush. And understand, Kell Brook's not even jabbing his way in. He's walking up there, he might throw one jab, then he's throwing right hooks. Then he's throwing overhand rights. And still, he was catching Amir Khan, and when he caught Amir Khan, Amir's body would turn. When you start seeing that in a fighter, the reflexes are gone, right? Amir Khan, was always a little stiff around the neck, right? He didn't really have his head on a swivel, couldn't really hide his head. Well, now the timing is gone to where he's getting hit flush. The hand speed is still there, but not the timing, not the coordination, right? At different times during this fight, Timothy Bradley would say timing beats speed. That was obvious here. Let me say also, I was looking closely at Kelbrook right? I believe this fight was at a catchweight, 149. Kelbrook did not have an ounce of fat on him. Right? You know, I'd love to see Kell Brook return to 160, where he fought Golovkin and take on Jamal Charlo, right? Let's hope Charlo's criminal charges don't stick, that he's actually innocent. If he's guilty, then he gets what he gets. But if Charlo is innocent and is able to beat that brat, I'd love to see him against Cal Brook because Cal Brook just walked down a guy with a very good jab and Charlo has a very good jab. Right, I wonder what happens. Quite frankly, if Charlo isn't able to set up his front foot and has to back away from Calbrook, who would be the shorter man, right? Would, would have to back up away from Calbrook, with Calbrook having this level of composure, this level of efficiency. Right, he lands his power shots at a very high connect percentage and this level of a right hand, right? I thought Cal Brook was done looking at his performance against Terence Crawford, a great fighter. Well, let's just say he's not done, he's viable. And I believe he would give bigger guys all kinds of problems with his speed he doesn't have the hand speed of American, but he's fast, right? I believe at bigger weights against a guy like Jamal Charlo, he would have the hand speed advantage. Let's just say Kel Brook has more fights in him. It's up to him at 35 whether he wants to walk away. Um, I understand that some fighters will try to take care of grudge matches before they leave the stage. And let's face it too, he's heard twice now from doctors that he had a broken eye socket after a fight. I could see a guy looking at his family and saying, hey, I always want to be able to look at my family. Right, I'm walking away, Um, I scratched this itch, Uh, both myself and Amir Khan know I beat him. But if that itch returns for him to win the middleweight title, I'd love to see him give it a go within the next 9 to 12 months. Right, folks, he still has the right hand. He certainly has the timing. He won't have to worry about the hand speed like he did this fight. Masterful performance, I tip my hat. I was wrong, I thought the underdog was gonna win the fight. Fortunately, I had a hedge of under nine and a half rounds. Right, let me say too, that it's amazing the economy of movement that Kell Brook has, right? You see him and you see Amir Khan flailing around. You see Amir Khan throwing combinations. It just felt like Amir Khan was throwing more punches. That wasn't the case, right? The dangerous fighters are the ones who look like they're not overextending themselves as they destroy you, right? keeps it contained until the fifth and sixth rounds when it was clear all he needed was one more punch, right? I tip my hat, excellent fight. uh Kel Brook has more fights left in him. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. Give us your thoughts. I thought the game plan, and Bomac tells you as he talks to his fighter, I believe it's in the fourth round, might have been in the third round, where he says, double jab, left hook, right hand, be first. Don't stay in front of him. Right? That's what he tells his fighter. He says, just keep doing it. Eventually, it's going to work. Right? His fighter just could not follow those instructions. Right? Let's just say Kelbrook's Brook's right hand lined up with Amir Khan's left jab. You got the feeling that Khan was so shaken by Kell sudden right hand that he gave up on emphasizing his jab, so there was nothing to keep Cal Brook from crashing the pocket. That's how I see it. I look forward to your comments. Thanks for stopping by.